0: God wants to know you. But because we think we know better, we rebelled against God. You saw it in Adam and Eve. You see it in your own life. We rebel against God. And in that moment that we rebel against God, God is not too happy. Just like Nemo's dad isn't too happy. He was like, you're in trouble. You're going to get And That's sometimes that's what we think of God. When we think of God, we think of God as the one who says you messed up and you're going to get it. When you get back here, you're in tons of trouble. And that's what we think of when we think about God. See, and we stop there, and we don't look any further. And here's the thing that I love about Nemo and his dad. His dad is very upset with him. His dad is not stoked that he rebelled and did whatever he wanted, but his dad didn't just leave him and say, you know what, you screwed up and you need to figure it out yourself. That's what we feel sometimes when it comes to God. We feel like we've messed up, and so God just is so embarrassed by us and angry with us that that he just doesn't want anything to do with us. It's actually the opposite. Like, don't you want it to be the opposite? I mean, seriously, I mean, don't you want, like when you see a picture of Nemo's dad, you know, and the the thing hits him and he flies the other direction and he stops, like, that's that moment. Like, it's the moment that he says to himself, you know what, should I let Nemo suffer for his decisions? And just, you know, he got taken away, that was his, he shouldn't have touched the butt, and, you know, she's gonna suffer for his decisions. Or do you want the picture of a father that even when you mess up is gonna chase after you? That is the picture of who God is, that when we broke the relationship between Him and us, that He is now fighting, chasing, pursuing, looking for how to fix the relationship, mend what we broke. Now listen, we break things all the time. Like it happens. So how do we go about fixing the things that are broken and how do we go about seeing God as a God that wants to help us fix things and not just leave us in the destruction that we may have caused for ourselves or maybe someone else has caused to us? How does that happen? And here is how it happens. It happens by learning how God chose to do things and we go back all the way to the old testament so if you have your bibles open them up to the book of leviticus it's a very like one of the first books of the bible genesis exodus leviticus number three it's right there chapter 16 and if you have your bible apps which i love it if you do just search this take a second you got to learn how to use the app if you don't if you are not learn how to use it you're never going to use it so take a second learn how to use it and this is what's happening i'm going to give you a little kind of set the stage in the book of exodus which isn't up here god said to moses and kind of gave him some commands he said moses here's the deal we need to fix what's happening between God and people. And this is how we're going to do it. I want you to build for me this ark and the presence of God, which may sound kind of crazy to you guys. But let me explain it. The presence of God, so like the things that makes, makes who he is as God, they're going to live in this ark. And it's going to travel around with the people, and the people are going to have access to God. God's not going to be distant. He's going to be li- traveling right with them. And I want you to put angels on the top of it in this whole thing, and we're going to show a picture of it later. And, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to sacrifice stuff. Like, we're going to take all the sins of the people, all the things that cause distance between us and God, and, and we're going to put it on this animal, this goat, and then we're going to sacrifice this goat. So they had two goats. So this is a little history. This is fun. Two goats. Goat number one was like the goat of the Lord, and that was the goat that was sacrificed, and the blood was thrown on the altar. Death, it happened, and that's how it happened. Then there was a second goat they called the scapegoat. Anyone ever hear the term scapegoat before? Maybe you get in trouble Like your friends and you are doing goofy stuff and then you are made to be the scapegoat because none of your friends want to get in trouble. They want to let you get in trouble. So that's what a scapegoat is. The goat is selected. All the sins of the people are put on the goat and the goat is set free to wander the wilderness and then die alone somewhere. That is a scapegoat. And that's how it was done and we see it in Leviticus. And I hope you have it in your Bibles or on your phones. This is to be a lasting ordinance, like a rule for you. Atonement, which is what we're talking about today. So if you're taking notes note taker's lessons, perfect stuff atonement is fixing what is broken so god is saying this is how we're going to create the atonement in this situation this is how we are going to fix what is broken it is to be made once a year so there's a big atonement fixing what's broken things be once a year for all the sins of the israelites so all the sins of the people for it was done as the lord commanded moses so moses said this is how you're going to do it so god just doesn't say hey just do stuff he explains how you're going to do it why you're going to do it because he wants to fix the relationship between us and him, and this is how he does it. And we see a little bit more in chapter 17. So if you have your Bible, just flip a page. Chapter 17, your phones, just you know, hit the arrow button. You guys can figure this out. You're smart. And this is what it says. For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement, so fixing what is broken, for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. So this blood of this animal, like this isn't just like a thing. This is like the thing. Like this is it. The animal is sacrificed, the blood is put on the altar, Everything is forgiven. Things are right with the world. And every year they do that over and over and over again. We actually have a picture of what this altar looks like. Okay, so your parents probably have seen this. It's from Indiana Jones. This is what it looks like. It's big gold. Maybe you don't see it. This one will make a little bit more sense to you. You know, maybe in junior high language, uh, Lego Indiana Jones. So Lego Indiana Jones is there and he's made the ark and the, you see the little angels on top. That's how he was told to build it. Now, here's the thing. It's so important. Every year they would do this. Every single year, year after year after year to where God is like, you know what, there, there's a better plan for this. I know there's a better plan. And I actually, I know what the plan is. It's a guy named Jesus, my son. You know, John 3:16. it's on the screen, but you guys know this verse. Like this is, you guys, if you don't know, it, you guys should learn it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him won't perish but have everlasting life. That is the story of the gospel. That's who Jesus is. Came to give us life, not death. And we see it in Hebrews of your bibles with you new testament open up to hebrews and this is what it says he did not enter he being jesus did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves he entered by the most holy place once for all by his own blood thus attaining eternal redemption so essentially in huge words this is what it's saying jesus didn't come the way animals came he didn't come the way other people came jesus came in a completely different way that sets him apart in a completely different way. The way you are set apart is different from the way Jesus is set apart because Jesus is the son of God. He's sinless. He's different. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer, which is is an animal, uh, sprinkled on those who are ceremoniously unclean, so people who are unclean, uh, unclean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. So it's like a thing. We can talk about it later. We're not going to talk about it now. Verse 14. 14 and 15. These are the big ones. How much more, so how much more than Will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit, offered himself unblemished, so completely clean, totally sinless, to God, cleanse our uh, uh, conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. And this verse is the most important verse. Hey, you, this is important. You too, this is really important. Verse 15. For this reason, this is the most important. This reason, Christ is the mediator, the go-between. You guys know what a mediator is, right? Boys, you know what this is. Boys, you get into a fight, and maybe it's for a great reason. You know, there's reasons to get into fights sometimes, I'm sure. And you get into a fight, and then your teacher or your principal or your youth pastor or whatever is like, hey, you guys shouldn't be fighting. You can, what's your problem? Shake hands and make up. Yeah, say sorry. That's the mediator, the one who steps in to fix the things that are broken. That's Jesus. For Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, a new way of doing things, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. This is what it's saying, okay? Tons of words, this is what it's saying. God has a new way of doing things. The old way is the sacrificing animals, blood on the altar way. There's a new way of doing things. His name's Jesus. And why is this guy Jesus? Why is he the new way of doing things? Well, because... God knew that one, we can't keep doing this year after year after year. And two, you can't fix the things that are broken. You, know, you may think you can fix the things that are broken. Like you may think like you can mediate it yourself. You may think like, well, you know, I can mediate myself and I can, you know, work it out. Maybe my friends can help me. We can work it out. Or I'll you know, just give it some time and, you know, time heals all wounds. Right? right? I mean, you know, you give it time and all your wounds are going to be healed. And anyone who's had a deep wound know that time doesn't heal anything. Like it just actually makes it worse probably. But like we think we can fix the things that are broken and Jesus is saying this. I'm here because God my Father doesn't think you can fix the things that are broken. See, This is the thing I love about God. He knows that you can't fix it. You can't. You can't fix the things that are broken, even though you try, even though you give it your best shot, you can't fix the things that are broken. And here's the thing. You get to experience that today in a very unique way. Because every day we go through life I mean, it, it, we just kind of go through regular life. And we, you know, we're experiencing things and, and, you know, seeing different things and, you know, going through life with different people. And, and sometimes along that way, brokenness is going to happen. Okay, brokenness is going to happen in a couple different ways. You know, there's going to be brokenness in relationships. Relationships are just going to break apart. Maybe between you and family members. Maybe between, you know, you and your mom or your dad or your siblings. Like, you know, maybe it's the relationship with some of your closest friends. Maybe it's that girl you like or the boy you like or whatever. And everything's cool, but then a moment's going to happen and relationships it's just going to explode and you're just living life. It's relationships. And you know, maybe school is a thing for you. Maybe for you, you're living life and you go to school, but, you know, sometimes, like, you know, things just don't work out. Like, there's that person at school, there's that teacher, there's that test, there's that whatever. But you're living your life, going to school every day, and you're just kind of, you know, getting by. And, you know, sometimes it's you. Like, sometimes you are the thing that, and you don't want to say that about yourself, but it's true. Sometimes you look in the mirror and you don't see this beautiful masterpiece that God made with purpose. You see just a bunch of mistakes that people have spoken into you that people say, oh, no, you're a junior higher, you're goofy, you're weird, you're strange, like, like, you're not as beautiful as that person, or you're not as fast or athletic as that person, or smart as that person, and you start taking all those labels on that are just hurtful, and they weigh you down, and, like, you just try and survive with all these things people say, but you can only survive for so long, because here's the thing, this is what I believe. I believe that life, life is tough, man. Life is really tough, and you're going to be living life and kind of working through things, and, you know, let's just take relationships, for instance, relationships aren't easy. And you know, you're going to go through life and you know there's going to be tough things that happen that really weigh you down. Now here's what I believe. I believe that typically most students like can handle the weight of life even on relationships. But here's what happens. It, that weight of life isn't always consistent. Like sometimes there's like a big blurp. Like sometimes you're going through the life and then you know what happens? Like a big argument explodes or something in your house just goes chaotic or a big volcano in your friend group at school. And that thing that was like, oh, my gosh, everything's cool. It's not cool anymore. Like it's totally shattered and broken everywhere. And here's the thing. Hold on. Here's the thing. That happens if you're honest every single one of you have been in that place that you've been living life and you've been making it work and everything's been okay and like you've been holding the weight of life and then that moment happens that you shatter it and do you know what you do in the moment like and you've all had moments this is the thing that puts us all together every leader every student in the room that puts us all together you have that moment where it's just shattered do you know what the first thing you do is you think you can fix it, fix it yourself. That's the first thing you do. You think to yourself, well, no, I can fix this. I know everything's shattered in pieces, and, and it's, you know, it's like pieces everywhere, and it's kind of a mess. I know how terrible things are, but you know what? Like me, I can fix this. Like me, I can do this. Just, you know, g- you know give me the time to fix this myself. Like I know, like I maybe caused this or someone else did it to me, but like I can fix it. I have the problem. Or we think, you know what? My friends can fix this for me. You know what the thing I should do is I should talk to other junior high kids that have no more life experience than me, who are probably dealing with the same things I'm dealing with. And I should lean on my peers, people my same age, to help me through some of life's toughest moments. Maybe I should do that. And here's the best one, okay? We say just give it time. You know, we don't we don't want to deal with it. We want to let the shattered pieces just say it. We don't want to deal with it. We just want to give it time. Okay? So here's the thing: I need a volunteer, I need someone who like it, who like gets it, okay? Come on up here, dude. You you get it. Come over here. Because here's the thing, here's your box, okay? Because in this box, and I'm going to give you the freedom to kind of collect some of these pieces, because in this box, like here, here's some band-aids, okay? You fix things with band-aids, all right? Come on over you can step over here. All right, you know, you can fix it. Here's some glue, you know, friendships, a kind of like glue that sticks everything together, okay? Here's some glue, you can do some stuff with that. And and, here's some string, and, you know, here's some, like, medical tape. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to fix the brokenness of these relationships. Just go ahead. You can take all the pieces over there. Just, just kind of just work on it, okay? Because here's the thing. You may think, well, you know, relationship, that doesn't really apply to me. But it's the same thing with, uh, with school stuff. You know, because here's the thing. I really want you to get this. You will go through life, okay? And you will be able to handle most of what happens at school. You can handle the stress of school. You can handle the grades of school. Like, you can handle the expectation that people put on you, sports expectations, grade expectations. If You'll get good grades in junior high. You can't get into a good high school. You'll never get into a good college. Like, you can handle those expectations, right? For like, for a time, but then, you know, the report card comes or it's time for playoffs and, and something happens and you blow it and then and then everyone's looking at you like, oh, my gosh, you you messed up or your grades and, oh, my gosh, you're never going to be and all these things. And you know what? It causes a break. brokenness. And this is what happens. That time you've been able to handle things, you can't handle it like forever. Like there's going to come a moment where it just slams you. How are you doing on fixing the the relationship one? Terrible? I would just keep at it, okay? Because you can fix it. I mean, you can fix it, you know, me or your friends or, you know, the glue or, you know, just give it time. I'm sure it'll repair itself over time. Because, you know, here's the other thing too. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes you are the thing that's a little like kind of broken a little bit because people have spoken things into you that just aren't true and like you've believed these things. Now here's the thing I I know what it's like being in junior high. I was in junior high and I know what it's like being an adult and I know what it's like to wake up every day and look in the mirror and say oh my gosh like, like I think these things about myself but everyone says these other things about me. Like what's true? Like in the midst of all this what's true? And you might be thinking, man, I don't know, like, what's your, like, like, I feel like things are really shattered, like, in my personal life, like, I don't feel like I'm the person that God's made me to be, like, and here's the thing, you can handle the weight of life, the expectations people put on you, the things people say to you, what you should be, what you should be doing, all the things that are wrong with you, and blah, 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 and you can handle that for a while, but then there's going to come a day, and it's going to come, and it's going to be really hard, and it's going to slam you. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really want to get this. If you, don't, if you miss this, you miss everything. Because here's the thing. After you've been completely destroyed and you think, well, I can fix it or, you know, my friend's can help me fix it or I'll just give it time. Like, it'll fix. Here's what's going to happen, okay? Life is still there the next day. After this big destructive moment that everything breaks apart, life is still there the next day. And you remember before, you know, we put, the, you know, life on you and, like, you could handle it. You could hold it up. But, but now things are completely destroyed. How, how far are you? What, what does this look like? This looks pretty good. This is the best you got right here. And some string. Okay. Okay. Let's just, okay. So here's the thing. You've repaired yourself the best you could with all the supplies you had, friends, and you can do it. And then the weight of life comes back, and it doesn't hold it up anymore. It actually, it actually smashes you even more. You're good. Take a seat. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I believe there's a different way of doing things, okay? I believe there's a different way of doing things. I believe that God had a different plan of doing things. This is what I believe. I believe God wants to be the person to fix things. I believe that God wants to fix things. I think God gave us a way to fix things. So God's looking and saying, I want to make a way to fix the things that are broken. Jesus is the way that I have made to fix the things that are broken. But when those things happen, we rarely ever think to go into Jesus first. We look at every other option first. You know, this is what I love about Jesus. He gives us this picture and it's kind of through Mary and here's what it says in the book of John. You guys don't have to look it up. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. So this is after Jesus was crucified. She wept she bent over to look in the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where jesus body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot here 's a picture of what that looks like Now imagine that moment for Mary. She walks in and you know she knows all the like the ceremonial sacrificing blood goat altar thing like she knows all that stuff, and this is what she sees two angels sitting there where Jesus was laid dead, and he's risen from the dead, and he's walked out, and doesn't this picture look a little familiar? There's an altar there. And there's angels there. Oh, it kind of looks like that, because Jesus is the new system. He's the new way. He's the only way, and he's not a way you got to do every year. He's a way you got to do once, that when you finally come to the place in your mind where you're saying, you know what? I can't fix myself alone. I can't do it. My friends can't do it. Uh, giving it time just makes it worse. In that moment, Jesus is there, and he says, I want to help you fix the things that are broken. Here's the thing I love about this moment. Because in this moment, I don't have to be a mind reader to know that this is happening. In this moment, every single one of you are thinking about the thing in your life that is completely broken right now that you've been trying every avenue to fix. You're doing this, you know, you're trying to fix it yourself and your friends and maybe you're doing this, this other thing over there and giving it some time and acting like it's not happening. Like, you're trying everything. And you haven't tried Jesus yet because you just don't think that your problems are big enough for Jesus. Let me tell you this. Jesus cares about the things you care about. God looks at you and says, I made you the way I want you. And in addition to that, I made a way to fix the things that are broken. This is what I want to do. I want you guys to think for a second. We're going to put some questions up on the screen. I want you guys to think for a moment. And we're going to get into groups, the same groups you were in before. And we're only going to talk just for a few minutes. Okay? So this is going to be this big, deep. It's not like a life group, but it's just a little discussion. Because there's some questions here. And the, third, the fourth one's the most important. What's one thing, that one thing on your mind that you know it's time to include Jesus in fixing? You can't do it yourself. You know, how do you do that? Well, it starts with prayer. It starts with discussion. It starts with saying, hey, Jesus, I can't do it by myself. I need some help. It's, it's coming to a leader. It's coming to me and saying, I need some help. So this is what we're going to do. Break up into groups. You know the groups because you just did breakout groups earlier for the game. We're only going to do a couple minutes of this. We're not going to go crazy on it. And then we're going to get in to a little bit of worship, to wrap up our time, and then we're gonna go and we're gonna do things differently this week. So, break up into groups, start chatting together. Go, 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 break up, break up.